0: Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. This is episode number 82, How to Teach Private Lessons with COVID-19. That's right, what protocols and safety tips should you follow when you're teaching private lessons at someone else's backdoor pool? We'll go over a brief user question and then I'll give you a bit more in-depth information after the break. Let's get started. Hi Jeff, part two. I'm trying this again with my question. I have novice swimmers, um, a set of uh, twins, uh, who are um, they are water safe, but they need work on their strokes. Um, And we, the the mom and I, are talking about social distancing. And I've I've informed her that when I do verbal cues, I would be six feet away, uh, without my mask, and then when I get near them, put on the mask. It's still very uncomfortable. And I'm still trying to get um, a sense of how to approach it. Um, And I I have three other uh, swimmers that are less experienced than these twins. Uh, And so I wanted to just get a feel on how you address that. So I look forward to hearing back from you, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Now that COVID-19 is spreading across the United States, as of today, June 29th, 2020, there are increased cases in Florida, Texas, Arizona, and California. That means that right now we are working on how can we handle this situation and still protect ourselves and our participants while teaching swim lessons. Now, the listener question that you just had from Rowena uh, talks about how she's been struggling or has a question about how to teach uh, a pair of twins and also how to teach a number of two-year-olds that she also teaches out of the same pool. Now, most of you may uh, be, some of you may be private lesson instructors that have your own pool in your backyard and have clients come to you, or you are a private lesson instructor that goes to other people's houses and teaches lessons out of their backyard pool. Both of these things will apply to the following discussion that I'm going to have here Uh highlighting the stuff that Rowena and I talked about on the phone. So she went ahead to the Anchor Swimming Lessons Ideas um, message link and asked a question there and that's where that question is coming from. So if you have your own swimming question, feel free to follow the link in the show notes or just go to swimminglessonsideas.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and click on that Ask a Question link. You can record your own question and be featured in a future podcast episode. But we talked on the phone separately offline, and we talked about how a swim instructor, and specifically a private swim instructor, can safely interact with swimmers in the water. Now, she's working with a pair of twins um, that would be swimming at the same time, and then a number of two-year-olds, one after another, individually, one-on-one. And the question is, how do you handle that situation in a safe way, considering that coronavirus, uh, so COVID-19, is primarily transmitted via droplets? So your breath, um, like in your spit and in the aerosol that comes out when you breathe and speak and talk or laugh and scream. How do you protect yourself and how do you protect your swimmers from you? so uh, the first thing to consider is what type of pool do you have Um, is it a shallow pool do you have access to platforms or benches that will raise the bottom of the pool so your younger swimmers can move about on their own and then are the parents willing to be in the water with the swimmers so the swim instructor could be standing on the side the pool deck, so not in the water, and giving instruction to the parent and the swimmer. So they would say, okay, we're going to begin with front glides in a circle, walk around your pool three times, and here's how you want to hold your child doing the front glide. Make sure you're giving them kicks, and your instruction is going to be primarily towards the parent, guiding them on how to do what you would be doing in the water. The other option is if the parent is not willing to do that and if you are comfortable being in the water with the swimmer, you would be the person um, in the water doing the lesson and you would have some personal protective equipment, which I think is essential and effective at being in the water. So a lot of the guidelines that I'm using and, and talking about are from the state of Illinois, and the COVID-19 guidelines that they published for recreation and youth sports. And they have some really robust guidance on the Illinois Recovery Act. Uh, I think it's called Recover Illinois. Uh, But they have tons of literature on there, and I can put a couple of links on the show notes there too. Uh, But uh, they're saying if you can maintain six foot of social distancing, that's ideal. Um, If you cannot, then you should be wearing a face covering or a face mask of some sort. Now, the swimmer can't wear that covering because it's going to get them, uh, they're not going to be able to breathe uh, with a face covering. And if they have a plastic face shield, the swimmer, it's going to fall off once they put their face in the water. So the instructor, I I would recommend, wears a plastic face covering. So it's a plastic face shield, and it's going to keep most of any transmission from you by going directly down to the pool And any of the swimmer's droplets will be unlikely to get around that face shield. It's possible, uh, but it's mitigating that risk. It's lowering that risk of transmission. And you do your instruction much the way you used to, um, but I would try to work in more distancing and independent movement things as you can. So uh, the recommendation number one would be to stand at the side of the pool while the parent is running the class by themselves. And and really, I think that's the most ideal option here is you want the parents to be interacting with their child where you are not. If that's not something that you can do or if you are comfortable pushing some risk towards yourself and to the swimmer, then get in the water. Um, you put on that plastic face shield. Uh, you can get them on Amazon for relatively cheap. Um... They can read your lips while you speak, and there's that plastic divider between you and the um, swimmer, so it's going to reduce the chance of infection um, or spread. And you can teach your lesson in much the same way. Um, There's not as much risk with the touching and the the hands on the child's back or guiding their arms uh, because you're in the water and a lot of that um, droplets are going to wash away and be killed by the chlorine. Um, and then maintaining as much as you can that face shield between you and the swimmer and just keeping your distance so they're not spitting on you or breathing really hard or your face isn't very close to them. You want to keep them at kind of arm's length and supporting when possible. The other option is uh, that's like for two-year-olds. Um, so kids that can't move on their own. The uh, Just to recap, if you have kids that are beginning to learn how to swim, that are young, that don't know how to move around on their own or are unable to because they're too young, two, three, um, the water's too deep. You know, those type of kids that need that one-on-one intimate support. My first recommendation is to have the parent be the teacher. So extend the age of like a parent taught class. And instead of just singing songs and playing games, you're going to be guiding the, te- the parent through the steps that you would be doing as the teacher in the water. So instead of you doing the supported front glide, the parent is doing the supported front glide, and you're telling the parent what to do, how to do, and how to correct them. Um, so you're coming. You're more the um, the ballroom dancer instructor where the couples are doing their thing, and you're telling them how to do it. If you're comfortable, and if the parents are comfortable, then if you want, you can get in the pool, wear the face shield. Uh, And then you can run your lesson much the same, keeping in mind you don't want the child to be breathing in your face and you don't want to be breathing in their face, keeping your distance as much as you can. So staying far away, but within reach so that you can react if they need it, Um, providing as much opportunity for individual movement as they can without your direct involvement. Uh, For older kids, the the opportunity widens quite a bit. So if you have the benches in the water or if you have the platforms or if you have shallow enough water that you have a sizable space that swimmers can move around in, I highly recommend that you change the format of your lesson. So remove you as as a part of that lesson. So like it's them swimming to you. Remove yourself as much as possible and run it almost like a swim team practice where the participants do things on their own and that you do things repetitively. So three times glide across the water with your face in the water blowing bubbles in water that they can stand in the whole time. So waist deep water or hip deep water. So go from point A to point B and then from point B back to point A. So back and forth six times. And you can give them a specific target for each oppor- like for each attempt. Do five kicks on each time you glide across the water. And then they do that six times. And you are like a traffic cop who's just guiding traffic and commenting on what they do. You don't need to be touching them. You don't need to be six feet with, you know, you can be six feet away. Um, You're more saying, okay, do this. And then we're moving on to the next activity. Um, And each activity is either a personal challenge, like the example on our website, swimminglessonsideas.com. If you click on swimming games and then the drop-down link is challenges, you can see a picture of the first one. It's float underwater like Goldilocks where they don't float on the surface. They don't float on the bottom, but right in the middle and pretend to fall asleep. And this is a breathing game. So they need to exhale in order to maintain that middle of the pool depth. And you can punctuate or you can separate out your activities by doing these challenges so uh, do these glides six times we'll do a challenge now we're going to do these glides on our back and you don't need to be involved in that process like physically at all you can just be telling them what to do much like um, a a musical instrument uh, teacher is not going to be putting the, the student's fingers on the frets or on the strings of a violin, they're gonna be saying, okay, play this note, play this in series. You know, They're standing aside, having the the participant do all the work on their own. So kind of reframe how you're doing your lessons so that you're not the person that they're swimming to and then back to the wall have them swim on their own. Now this is really only possible if you have shallow water or if you have those benches that go, that they can stand on and swim back and forth on. Uh, You can also do, if you only have one bench, you can do a bench to the wall and then the wall to the bench. It takes a little bit more adaptation, but it's worth doing. So uh, to recap here, I'm just going to wrap this up. Uh, Do what you're comfortable with. So I'm gonna be a bit more cautious about this than most other people. Um, I uh, think it's important to wear a face covering or a face shield when you're interacting with anybody, even from six feet, so I, we do it like perpetually. Uh, but if you are comfortable um, being in the water with swimmers, wear the face shield, it's a plastic covering, uh, it goes around your forehead, around the sides of your face, Um, any droplets that you create are going to go down or to the sides. If they go down, which the bulk of them will, uh, they'll hit the pool and your swimmers will hit the outside of the face shield. You just don't want to touch it and then touch your face um, and keep that on as much as possible. If you do have to go underwater wearing the face shield, um, take it off first because it'll fall off. Um, If you're not comfortable being that one-on-one interactive, then stay on the side of the pool deck and give your instruction while the parent is in the water with their swimmer. So that way your um, any intimate close proximity physical interaction is done from a parent to a child. And you can do that up to like 12. You can have the parent be in the water assisting if needed. Um, and if you don't have that parent, that's willing to do it, then try to adapt your swim lessons to, uh, change the way your format is so you don't have to be there guiding them physically through the process of learning how to swim. Give them, change your instruction to get them to do things on their own. So hands on the wall kicking, put your face in the water, then move on. And, and all of this is in shallow water it really, you're really going to struggle if you don't have access to shallow water, and then in which case I really highly recommend you get either platforms or benches or some sort of assistive teaching tool that allows the swimmers to stand on something that makes it in chest-deep water. If you have questions, please ask, did I answer this question well? Did I answer it poorly? Uh, Let me know. Uh, Go ahead and comment in the show notes if you'd like, or click on that button to leave your own message and uh, let me know what you want to know about so we can talk about swimming together. Thank you very much and take care and stay healthy.